The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. This program will provide the groundwork you need to advance your awareness and be involved in the approaching transformation in consciousness. Now, your host, Peter Tong. Hello and welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation and I'm your host, Peter Tong. Thank you for joining us today. The intention in these episodes is to give you insight into how the planet is shifting in frequency and vibration to a new level of awareness and you can be part of this grand awakening. And that transformation is upon us. It's already here. And when I was setting up this series of shows uh, in November, I decided I was going to do my own show today on December 26, Boxing Day. Hope you all had a great Christmas holiday and a wonderful solstice. And I set myself up to do this show according to what had happened uh, over the solstice. And uh, I'm really glad that I did because the lead up to the solstice and now beyond has, has given us some real insight into how this incredible divine plan is actually playing out. And I'm, I'm just going to ramble on a little bit about uh, different events and different uh, awarenesses and experiences that have taken place over the last few months, probably going back as far as September uh, following the pilgrimage that we went on to, to France and England and right up to the current moment because what has happened is th- the way that this has unfolded uh, for us in our work um, is is the way in which everyone can take themselves to the next to the next level of, of being. The energy and frequency of vibration has stepped up an octave. So we're now vibrating at a frequency beyond where we were before what this is doing is creating a bit of a split where we're moving into this world of duality and polarity which is even more extreme than before where we have some people who are still completely trapped in the mind matrix of the third dimensional realm and those who have stepped through that barrier dissolved the veils and are now functioning in the fifth dimensional world and before this took place one of the questions always was what was this going to look like how does this actually work and from my awareness and perspective so far is that both worlds are still simultaneously existing in the same physical space. And what is critical in this is, is your own attitude and approach to your own life, your own world, and what that actually looks like. And so we have this choice in every single moment which way we're going to go. Are we going to stay connected to the limitations and restrictions of the third dimensional realm and the mind matrix? Or are we going to break free of that and step through this this beautiful void space through the eye of the needle, as George Cavassalis called it, through the compression point and out the other side and step into this beautiful world of magic where you become the co-creator of your own future, of your own future self? 
And then, of course, once you do that, you have to become very aware and very uh, sensitive to what your thoughts are, what your feelings are, because you are going to manifest in the future uh, what you are thinking and feeling right now. And so if you are on this journey and you are awakening and you are consciously aware, then you need to know that it's it's already here, it's already happening, and, and we have been set free from those shackles, from those constraints, so that we can now step into this, this new world. So one of the big questions, and I'm still starting at the end and working my way back today because that's the way it seems to be. We have gone through an inversion, so it's not, it's not uh, inappropriate to do that. So what is it we need to do on a, on a daily basis for us to live in this new world? And, and I think the solstice was a, was a wonderful example of what we need to be doing ongoing, uh, which is to bring to closure all those aspects of our lives and the aspects of the collective lives of, uh, of humanity living on the planet, bringing to closure all that is no longer serving our highest needs, our greatest purpose in life. And the only way to really get down to the truth is to be totally honest with yourself. And I'm just going to reflect for a moment. I, I deliberately set up the four guests, that were the last four guests before myself on the show today because they all brought a very significant piece of the puzzle so as i go through this show i'm just going to point out uh, to you the listeners why i chose those people and then you can go back and listen to the shows and, and, and whichever ones uh, resonate with you or you feel are important to you but meg blackburn who was actually on the show on the 12 12 12 was talking about her new book the art of living out loud and when i read the book uh, it was all about personal integrity and being in your truth and being really honest with yourself. And the only way we can bring closure to our old world is to be brutally honest with ourselves. Uh, the actual expression uh, in the nicest way is called ruthless compassion. And what it means is when you know you've got to go on your own sacred journey and you've got to shed all that no longer serves you, then you have to become somewhat ruthless about that. And that's not being in any way negative or nasty, it's that you just have to be determined to follow through in such a way that you set yourself free from these limitations. And so the solstice brought us this wonderful opportunity to bring closure to the old age, the old paradigms, the old structures, and step into the new. Um, but what we're being given now is the opportunity to do that on a daily basis so that we can die and be reborn every single day. And in doing so, what we do is we shed all that no longer serves us. Whatever comes up during the day, we pay attention to it, we acknowledge it. And is, is, does, this, does this serve my highest purpose for my future? If it does, fine, carry on. If it doesn't, then we have to let it go. And it's surrendering to letting go to those aspects of ourselves that no longer serve us that then opens the door for us to step through into this new fifth dimensional realm where this door just opens wide for us to co-create our future life. I'm actually going to just talk, tell a, 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 at this point a story uh, which uh, the synchronicities and, and the coincidences, if you want to call them that, that are happening are quite, quite remarkable. And so I just want to talk about this little situation, which for me is a really, really good example of how spirit is guiding and informing us in such a way that we may or may not pay attention to it. We could just completely thin air on these examples or we can go, wow, there's a real major message here. So 
many of you will have seen just before the solstice the YouTube that came out, the, the eagle and the child, where this magnificent golden eagle swoops down out of the sky and picks up a young child and carries it in the air for a few feet and then drops this child and the child goes back to that, down to the ground and mum comes along and, and comforts this child. And this appeared to be just an unbelievable natural event that had taken place that had been caught on camera. And this YouTube got 16 million hits. And then it became known that this was actually a fake, that there was no eagle and, and that, that, that this was actually a university assignment, um, which a number of students put together. I think they spent four or five hundred hours putting this thing together to simulate, using computer graphics, this event. Now, you could just go, oh, okay, it was a fake, that's the end of that. But I didn't because for me there were some really, really important pieces in this little scenario for us to consider. The first one is the eagle and child itself because the eagle and child is the name of a pub in Oxford in England and in the old days, in the 1930s and 1940s, there were a group of people called the Inklings and they used to meet in this pub, the eagle and child, and amongst the people that met there were J.R. Tolkien and C.S. Lewis. And they were obviously brilliant literary scholars who wrote their own books and they were very much involved in fiction and fantasy as well as non-fiction. And obviously they had a very deep, profound understanding of metaphysics and philosophy and spirituality and in C.S. Lewis's case of Christianity. So they used to meet on a regular basis at the Eagle and Child and talk about spirit. And obviously right now, The Hobbit uh, is, is now out in the, in the, in the movie theatres, and so it's, it's quite significant that J.R. Tolkien should come up. But there's another piece about C.S. Lewis that also comes up for me, and I'll come back to that in a moment. So The Egan Child had, had some extra meaning for me. And then the second piece is what, what actually took place was a, a perfect example of how the mind matrix works. Because all these people, including me, who went onto this uh, this website, saw saw this YouTube, 16 million of us did that, or 16 million hits certainly, and we believed that this was true and real. And we watched this event and we thought, wow, look at that, that's incredible. And then, sometime later, we find out that it's a fake, that it is an illusion. And as we were shifting into the solstice, what becomes critical is the recognition that most of our lives revolve around fake circumstances and situations that are not real, but they've been set up as being real as far as we are concerned. And so this ability to be discerning around that is, is absolutely critical. And so the next thing is that these guys who did this, it was a project for them to do. They were not being malevolent. They were not trying to cause us any harm. They were simply trying to create a situation where enough people would get interested in their uh, video clip that would go viral and, their, and the project required them to get 100,000 people to hit on that YouTube, which obviously they exceeded tremendously. So they created the illusion, not deliberately to hurt anybody, but as a university project. And what, what I'm trying to say here is that much of the mind matrix is, an, is, is a programmed, conditioned existence that is not necessarily dark and nasty. It just is the way that it is. And why, why is it that we are prepared to go along with the mind matrix? Why is it that we're prepared to be trapped in it? It's because the only way out of it is to actually 
connect to spirit and to accept and acknowledge that there is something beyond this realm that we can go into and understand and break through this barrier of the mind matrix. And so for me, this was a phenomenal example. And then just to cap the whole thing off, I was watching, having a quiet moment, watching TV on Sunday night. One of my favorite shows, which is a British murder mystery show, is called Lewis, comes on. And I, I actually couldn't believe this, but the whole show was set around the old Inklings and a new group of Inklings today who still met at the Eagle and Child. And this pub in Oxford comes up on the television, and there is the Eagle and Child, and there are they are talking about J.R. Tolkien and C.S. Lewis. And I think, you know, you know, what are the chances of that? Well, the chances of that are minimal unless you're in this expanded consciousness place where you get all of these additional connections that, uh, that bring us into this place of wonder and awe and wow. So why is C.S. Lewis important? What's becoming to me uh, just in the last few days since the solstice is the Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe and the Narnia series because in that you, you go into the wardrobe and you go out the back and you go out into this incredible world that is beyond our normal dreams and the co-creation takes place in that. So I'm asking you as the listeners to step into your wardrobe and step through the back and co-create whatever it is you want in your life because the opportunity is there right now. And what we are seeing since uh, the solstice uh, is an incredible increase in the number of rainbows that are appearing in the, in the sky. And those rainbows are the guides or the, the, the pillars to stepping through into this fifth dimensional realm, this fifth dimensional world. And so you, you have this phenomenal opportunity right now in this moment to put everything to bed that is not yours any longer, step through that doorway and just co-create whatever it is that you want in your life. And if you don't know what that is, just make yourself open and available to that so that you can allow the synchronicities to come to you to show you what indeed it is you're supposed to be doing. Once you open your, your heart to spirit and give spirit the opportunity to guide you on your chosen path, then your path will choose you and you will just be guided along this beautiful, magical route. And people will show up, places will show up, opportunities will show up. And before you know where you are, you'll be living in this beautiful Garden of Eden, heaven on earth. That just about brings us to our first break. It's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. Every life on Earth has the capability of knowing the world in a much more powerful way than what we've settled for. And Gaiam TV is there to support your journey in knowledge, awareness, and awakening. 
Our vision is to raise global consciousness by bringing viewers original interviews, inspiring films, and engaging series on today's most sought-after topics. We invite you to try Gaim TV free for 10 days. Visit www.gaimtv.com to claim your free trial. You won't look at your life and your world the same way again. That's G-A-I-A-M-TV.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host Peter Tong. Just a reminder to go to my website, www.petertongue.com. Lots of information there for you. And my uh, newsletter for the end of the year will be out uh, soon, actually, probably by the early next week, where I'll be uh, summarizing, essentially, the events that took place in, in December in terms of our ceremonies and workshops and uh, solstice and 12-12-12 events and some great photographs. And also www.myheartcenteredjourney.com and the Ambassadors of Lights program there, and I will be doing a class uh, on Thursday, January the 3rd, to bring us all up to date with the, the events that have unfolded over the last little while. And before the break, I was talking a, a little bit about the mind matrix and the limitations that that imposes upon us, and a wonderful show to tune into for getting an understanding of that, if you're interested in that, was Neil Kramer on uh, November the 28th, and Neil is an extremely talented uh, metaphysician and explains things extremely well. So if you're interested in that, then I would strongly advise you to, to listen to that show. And while I'm saying that, I think, I think uh, one of the most enlightened people I know on the planet today is uh, Matt Kahn, and he was on the show on December the 5th. And the piece of the puzzle that Matt brings for us um, is this understanding that when you have some emotionally challenging peace come up for yourself is the recognition of what that actually is and what we need to do and what Matt would say and, and does say very well on the show is that whatever negative emotion arises from within you at any one time is coming up to be released and healed and so the key thing is not to push it back down because when you get a strong emotion come up it's because it's ready to be cleared and so the thing to do, Matt says, is to tune into that feeling, into that energy, whatever it is, accept its existence and acknowledge it, and then let it go and surrender it and, and just completely release it from your system. And in so doing, you are releasing that same negative emotion on behalf of the collective of humanity. One of the things that's become really clear over these last few months is that whatever we do in terms of our spiritual journey, our internal reflection, our internal letting go, we act as archetypes on behalf of all of humanity. And each time we let go, then we provide the opportunity for the whole collective to heal and, and release. 
And that would basically say whatever negative emotion we experience is the opposite to what we actually want to give to ourselves. So if we're feeling abandoned or left out, then we, what we need to do is to embrace ourselves and fill ourselves with love. Because when we do that, then we clear that energy for ourselves and for everybody else. Anyway, it's, it's, it's a, an outstanding show as well to, to listen to in terms of Matt. He also brings through a very powerful energetic vibration uh, through the words that he speaks. And I'll come back to another important piece that, that Matt brought uh, to the table for us. One of the things that I'm realizing through these radio shows is as this journey unfolds that I am being given little insights by my guests each time uh, that they're on the show. And so it just builds up this uh, awareness and this sense of, of what needs to take place for this, for this healing and this unfoldment to, to happen. So perhaps it would be good for me to give you my insight into terms of what actually did take place uh, in the month of December. And probably the best place to start would be on the 12-12-12, which as, as it approached appeared to be becoming more and more significant and important, uh, possibly even more so than the 21-12. And so um, we decided to do ceremony in our uh, hometown of Victoria in our landscape. And many of you will know that we have our own landscape zodiac here that we've been working with for about 20 months now and so we have this conscious connection to our land here and certain places within the landscape connected to the sun sign effigies that we connect with uh, according to the time of the year and the sun sign that we are in and so on the 12 12 12 we decided we wanted to go uh, to begin the day at the holy thorn tree the holy thorn tree is a graft of the holy thorn tree that is in Glastonbury in England. And the reason for connecting to that tree is that it is the ancestral tree of life lineage back through the Christ energy that Joseph of Arimathea brought this uh, holy thorn tree from the Holy Land to Glastonbury in England when he brought the Holy Family and some of the apostles after the crucifixion uh, to set up the first real authentic Christian church. And this tree was a symbol of that ancestral ancient lineage. And Catherine Maltwood, who was the f first person to discern the Zodiac in Glastonbury, when she left England and moved to Victoria, British Columbia, brought with her a graft of that tree. And so within that tree, we have the DNA, the lineage, the, uh, the relics of Christ, the, the consciousness of Christ. And so we gathered around the tree to bring through our personal connection to Mother Earth for her healing through the roots of the tree. And we all, there were, there were over 20 of us there and we connected, all connected to the tree simultaneously and just sent our loving energies into the tree. And uh, the, the sense of the presence of the Christ consciousness was, was amongst us in a beautiful golden white light surrounding us and traveling through the tree and so we began the day opening space there by really honoring and connecting to the earth to mother earth to the christ consciousness that re resides within all of us that christ and mary magdalene both demonstrated in their time and then we moved to summit park which is the tip of the bow in the sagittarius effigy uh, the archer and it's, it's a high point with a, a great view around the, the area. And the reason that we went there was that we knew that the shift of the age 
was into this new fifth dimensional realm for us to dream our new dream. And, and this was very close to the new moon in Sagittarius. And Sagittarius is always about firing the arrow into your future self to fulfill your heart's desire. And so we gathered at the top of the summit and it was great to see all the people completely intensely involved in reflecting, first of all, on what it was that they wanted their new dream to be. And then firing, literally firing their arrows over the eastern horizon, which in fact in our case is a place called Mount Tommy, firing that arrow into the far distance beyond into the eastern horizon to connect to our future self so that when the solstice sun rose uh, in the future that we would already be anchoring into our future selves whatever it was that we desire for ourselves. And those desires can be personal specific, they can be general, they can be qualities and gifts that we want to embody, they can be simply that we want to become more aware, more enlightened. Uh, we may have, it, 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 it varies incredibly for each person. And one of the most important things in all of this is that as a group collective of people that we come together, hold space for each other, so we hold each other in the light and then we each go through our own personal experience, whatever that happens to be. And there's a very, very safe and loving and warm container created for every person in, in such a time. And then we moved on to Camrose Park, which is the hub of our landscape zodiac. And we had two functions that we wanted to fulfill at Camrose. The first was the recognition and knowing that the crystalline grid of the planet had been fully activated on that day, the 12-12-12 at 12-12 p.m. when we actually were at Summit Park firing our arrows. So that activation had already taken place when we arrived at uh, Camrose Park. And so what we wanted to do there was to set up a crystal altar to enable all the crystals that were personal crystals belonging to people on this journey crystals that were common to our group where we had done all sorts of connections to the landscape zodiac we were buried crystals lemurian seed crystals uh, gemstones and minerals and crystals related to each of the sun signs uh, and and the actual structures that we are ourselves concocting through our chemical uh, transformation including all of those crystals and gemstones on a beautiful sacred emerald altar cloth right in the hub of our zodiac, connecting those crystals into the crystalline grid of the planet. Uh, and James Tiburon has done some tremendous work on that, and he had a major activation uh, crystal uh, gathering in Arkansas uh, at the same time. And so what, uh, what had taken place was that over the last uh, 12 years, uh, beginning on the one 1, 1, January the 1st, 2001, 2, 2, 2, February 2nd, 2002, to the 10, 10, 10, 11, 11, 11, 12, 12, 12. Each year, the grid of the planet was being powered up to another level, activating the crystalline nature of the Earth. And crystals were being buried at different locations around the planet in sacred sites. So that this was like gearing up over a 12-year period to the point at which on the 12, 12, 12, at 12, 12, the whole crystalline grid of the planet was being absolutely and totally fully activated. Uh, and two crystals that were particularly important in being activated on that day, one was a, a crystal, an Arcturian crystal down in Lake Titicaca, 
and the other was a ruby crystal uh, off the coast of Bimini, which was very centrally involved in the demise of Atlantis. It used to be the power crystal that powered Atlantis, but ultimately was part of its downfall. And that's now also being beginning to be reactivated. So we were setting the intention to connect all of our crystals into that vibrational frequency through the crystalline grid, but also connecting it to into our own DNA, into our own crystalline self, so that we as individual human beings are also activating up our crystalline nature and connecting to our 12-strand DNA, which is now slowly but surely opening up. And for those people that were expecting some major event to take place on December 21st, whether it be cataclysmic or absolutely magnificent, it's really important to know and understand that, that if this all happened in a moment, we would all be fried. The energies involved here are extremely high. And so we've got to adjust and acclimate to these energies very steadily and very carefully. They're still pretty vibrant and, and, and uh, active. But it's really important for us to realize that this, this has to take place over time so our bodies can adjust to these new frequencies coming in. And so there were some extreme, uh, beautiful responses through the crystals themselves, through the auric fields of the crystals, and through the people involved in, in the gathering, which really let us know that we were completely uh, on track with this, this activation. And that left us with uh, one other piece uh, which was important at this location and I'm going to take uh, our second break now and return uh, after the break and, and tell you this next little bit which is really, really significant as well. So it's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. In these changing times, the journey toward global consciousness has never been more important. Gaia TV is the first online video library dedicated to support your journey toward global and personal discovery. Our viewers enjoy unlimited access to our vast selection of inspiring interviews, engaging films, and award-winning wellness videos. And we invite you to try it for free. Visit www.gaiamtv.com to start your free trial. The journey starts now. That's G-A-I-A-M-TV.com. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel.
listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. I would just like to thank my sponsors for this series of 13 shows, GuyamTV.com, Opening Your Mind, Awakening Your Spirit, Original Interviews with Great Visionaries, the world's first online video library devoted to supporting your awakening journey, and certainly the time is right for that now. And there is a banner on the host page for a 10-day free trial, so please do click on that banner and tune into Guyam TV and see if it resonates with you. And I will be having Jay Weidner returning to the show on Wednesday, January the 16th. And Jay is an expert on the Hende Cross and the decoding of that. And it will be really interesting what Jay has to say about the end of this cycle, which was predicted by the cross and what he actually believes is, is taking place now. And I'll continue with, uh, with my story about what I think is happening now uh, by talking about the, the final piece of our 12-12-12 uh, at Camrose Park because uh, on the show on December the 5th, the week before, Matt Kahn had spoken uh, some words that he didn't know were going to come out of his mouth and had not heard before. And so that seemed to be a really important message for us to take in. And that was that on the, the time of the harmonic concordance, in 2002-3, around that time, Matt had had an experience that I would describe as being the transfiguration where he received a bolt of light that came down through him and from that moment on he had a whole new level of awareness and connection to spirit and source uh, in, in terms of the, the level of his, his work that he was able to do and his own, um, his own awareness. And he said on the show... Uh, that on the 12-12-12, that opportunity would become available for many other people. And so we decided uh, at the end of our ceremony that day that the best thing we could do would be to provide the opportunity for each person in the group to experience that. And again, what we did was just allowed each person to spend some time on their own in sacred space, supported and protected by the group, uh, just allowing themselves to receive from spirit, from source, from their connection to the natural landscape, whatever it was that there was to come into them, to connect with them uh, through themselves, through their connection to Mother Earth, through their connection to spirit. And of course that is different for each person and each person is uh, a different level of awareness. So some people are really aware of what is actually happening and others are not and it's not until later that they start to get their own insights. And so we provided that opportunity for people to download whatever it was that was uh, that was coming up for them that, that would help them in their in their future journey. And what was becoming really evident to us was that, that this twelve 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 day was actually a conception point with just a nine day gestation period to the birthing of this new world taking place on the twenty one twelve. And this birthing of the new world was a birthing from within ourselves as well as within Mother Earth. And then it became really clear what this 2112 event was really all about, which was the aligning of all of the womb spaces of creation from the beginning. So the alignment 
of the sacred tree with the galactic womb, the center of the Milky Way galaxy, the galactic center, is where the black hole at the center is where the galaxy was created from. And then the solar system was created from the, the, the womb space of the mother sun. That the, the earth was created from the womb space of mother earth. And all of the human beings living on the planet were created from the womb spaces of all the women on the planet. And so all of these womb spaces were being aligned on the 2112, providing the opportunity for all of us to rebirth ourselves and be involved in the collective rebirthing of Mother Earth from all the people on the planet, obviously many of whom were not consciously aware of this, but many that, many that were. And people have expressed it in very different ways. That essentially, from my perspective, is what was taking place. And then this beautiful thing happened, and that was um, I got put in touch with my first guest in January, uh, January the 2nd, 2013, Anaya Sophia, who understands really clearly what has taken place in terms of the womb spaces of creation since the beginning of time, where things went wrong and how we need to put things back together again. And I'm not going to steal her thunder from next week's show because she will be explaining all of this to us. But the beautiful thing was that it now came into our consciousness uh, what needed to take place before this birthing uh, on the 2112. And that was we needed to do some healing of all of the womb spaces of all of the women on the planet who have suffered in any way, shape or form, but also the men who have suffered as a result of their inappropriate interactions with other people, including women and, and men. So let me just explain that a little bit, because it's really, really important to get this. So what and I will talk about on the show next week is the fact that the last time we had a golden era of peace on the planet was in the time of uh, Akhenaten, Nefertiti and Tutankhamun in a place called Armana in Egypt. And the way that this worked was that the priests and priestesses were prepared and purified and initiated into this beautiful connection between their heart centers and the womb spaces of the sacred feminine, such that they would actually go into uh, the pyramids, the male pyramid, the female pyramid, and then the third pyramid where this consummation of this transformational experience took place through sacred sexual union. And this bond that was made between them from the heart of the priest to the womb space of the priestess through that sacred sexual union was the manifestation of that absolutely beautiful Garden of Eden on the planet. So their association was not to create children, it was to manifest the ideal, abundant, fertile society. And the, the womb spaces of these priestesses were so vibrant and active that they were able to manifest whatever was required and also transmute uh, dysfunctional energies on behalf of the community. And so they have this absolutely perfect system operating for the greater good of all. And then it fell apart, and it fell apart because ego became involved. So the priestesses uh, became overwhelmingly powerful, uh, the male priests became fearful of uh, being consumed by them, and so they shifted their energy from the heart down into the groin. 
the women shifted their energies from the womb space up into their heads to try and work out what was happening. And so now that sacred sexual union was empty. He was doing it for personal gratification. She was empty. And that particular process is the root of all inappropriate relationships that we now live in, whether it be between male-female, male-male, female-female. All relationships now that are dysfunctional are based upon all those situations around dysfunctional power, manipulation, victimhood, perpetrator, whatever it is, out of balance, relationship and connection between people. And so when you look at the, even at the financial situation today, it's part of that because it's about people having power over other people. It's about some people having and some people not having. And so this whole uh, energy that exists in our world today arises from that fall from grace. And so what we need to do is we need to move back into right relationship with each other. We need to return back to truth and integrity and respect and honoring and reverence for each other and also for Mother Earth. So we actually spent a remarkable week uh, doing healings of those womb spaces for people who have been damaged uh, in different ways. And it was absolutely beautiful to experience the shift uh, in people's perspective, people's awareness, people's ability to love as a result of those clearings that took place. So it became really evident to us that we were actually preparing those womb spaces for the birthing of the new us as well as the birthing of the new planet Earth. And so that led us into our 2112 ceremony and what we decided to do was on the uh, Thursday the 20th was to have a gathering at sunset, the last sunset of the old age, of the old cycle, of the whether it's a 5,000 year, 26,000 year, 104,000 year, whatever you believed it to be, it was the opportunity to, to bring everything to closure. So we returned back to Summit Park because that's where we'd fired our arrows of intention uh, at the 12-12-12 and now we were in the inversion of that at 21-12 so now we faced west and we made the absolute deep, deep intention and commitment to bring everything of the old age, of the old world, of the old paradigm, of the old structure, both for ourselves and for the collective, to a closure. And we faced west on the setting sun. In the old days in Egypt, it was called westing when someone died because it was bringing all their aspects of life to that closure. So we then brought all of that to closure and then decided the only thing to do was to have a very, very quiet time going back into our caves, into our homes, into the warmth and the darkness, still reflecting perhaps on things we hadn't yet let go and, and realizing that was required of us before settling down for the night and going to sleep or, or staying up in our, in our room space that night and just bringing everything to, to completion and closure from the old world. On the West Coast, uh, the actual solstice moment was three, between 3.11 and 3.14 in the morning. And so we were now preparing ourselves for the sunrise on December the 21st, which was around about 8 o'clock. And my own perspective was that around that time in the middle of the night, 3 o'clock, would be when the waters broke to begin the birthing process, that we'd go into labor for about five hours before the actual birth. 
And it was really interesting in terms of members of our particular conscious community who were engaged in this and how many of them woke up at different times during the night. Some were early, some were waking up, uh, I think the first one was 12-12 uh, and then 12-21 and 1-11 and, and all these uh, significant master number times that were, that were coming up um, for people to start this birthing process. And there was a, an agitation and excitement and anticipation of what was to come very much like giving a normal physical birth. And then we gathered at 7.30, uh, now in our Capricorn effigy, because now we'd moved through Sagittarius and into Capricorn, and now we went down to the beach on an incredibly stormy, windy, wild sea and stood in the freezing cold, blustery weather, and we drummed and rattled and sang a beautiful song to welcome in the new sun on the sunrise on the solstice. And one of the most important things to grasp is the reason for doing these ceremonies and going to these places to connect and really be part of this incredible transition and transformation taking place. So we'll take our final break now and, and on our return I'll, I'll, I'll try and help uh, you, the listeners, understand why it's important to go out into the landscape and connect in sacred ceremony for these superb moments. It's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Every life on Earth has the capability of knowing the world in a much more powerful way than what we've settled for. And Gaiam TV is there to support your journey in knowledge, awareness, and awakening. Our vision is to raise global consciousness by bringing viewers original interviews, inspiring films, and engaging series on today's most sought-after topics. We invite you to try Gaiam TV free for 10 days. Visit www.gaiamtv.com to claim your free trial. You won't look at your life and your world the same way again. That's G-A-I-A-M TV dot com. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. 
Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. I just want to thank all of uh, the listeners to this show for supporting me on my sacred journey as you support yourselves. Uh, chatting with my producer, Brandy Jackson, last week, she gave me some great news about our October listenership numbers. Typically, uh, this year, most of this year, I've been in the range of 120 to 150,000 listeners. Uh, there was a significant jump up in September to well over 200,000. And then uh, my October numbers were up to 470,000 hits on Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation, which I was pretty mind-blowing increase um, in terms of people tuning into this show and, and listening and hopefully getting tremendous benefit from uh, the service that we are providing through the guests of the show. So thank you all for your tremendous support, and I'm looking forward to another highly fertile and abundant uh, 2013 on the show. And I already have some great guests lined up for the months of January and February. So back to uh, ceremony and, and, and the solstice morning and the sunrise, because what, what, what is significant about doing this work out in the landscape is that the landscape itself begins to respond to us as human beings. Once the landscape and the elementals and the birds and the animals and the land itself, the ocean, the wind, all the different elements, realize and understand that we are there to be in co-creation with them, then they will respond to be in co-creation with us. And then wonderful and beautiful things happen. And so by being out in the land and deliberately connecting with the aspects of the landscape provides this beautiful gift. And some people were very concerned about what was going to happen to the land uh, in the world on the December 21st, and I had absolutely zero concerns about our landscape here in Victoria because we've been working so closely and lovingly and gently with our landscape over the last few months that I knew there was absolutely nothing that would take place here that wasn't for the greater good. Absolutely beautiful. And you'll see on my newsletter this unbelievable photograph this month of these dancing ravens in the sky. It's, it's just stunning what, what they did uh, for, for us in terms of this, this journey. And that's what leads me to this great level of confidence about the future and, and what's taking place. And so since the solstice, the, the sun rise uh, came up, but it didn't come up on the horizon. There were too many clouds. But when we did eventually see the sun, what stood out very clearly was the sun was no longer a spherical disk. It appeared as a, an amorphous bright light that was almost shaped like an eye rather than a, a circle or a sphere. And I have not yet seen, since the solstice, it's only it's, uh, less than a week ago, but I've yet to see the sun in its traditional round form. And what I believe that is showing me is that the sun itself has broken out of its own matrix its own contained self, and is now spreading the light in a more amorphous, free way for all of us to enjoy. And so this, this is the freedom that, that we are setting up for ourselves to move into this, this future realm. And if we can return back to right relationship, and in any interaction you have with another person, with the landscape, and you're operating as the male energy, whether you're, whether you're a woman or a man, and you're coming from your heart, and if you're operating as the female principle and you're coming from your womb space, and we bring those two energies together in a loving embrace, in, in respect and honor and joy and peace and love and bliss, then we are going to manifest 
go back. We're going to right the wrongs and go back to the way this was supposed to be, which is this beautiful, peaceful, vibrant, golden time, which is now upon us. And more and more people, as they get this message and this understanding, will just take this energy beyond anything we thought was possible. I, I already have no doubt that that is the case because I'm experiencing it in, in the world in which I live already. The final guest that's of great significance that I asked to be on the show on December 19th was George Gavasilis. And George is somewhat controversial in what he has to say, but he, he has a very, very important message that we need to understand. And that is that George has gone through an extremely challenging life, being completely few, uh, fooled and deceived by uh, the powers that be that want to keep us trapped in this, uh, in this mind matrix. So what George is emphasizing, and it's really important for all of us to understand and gather, is that this is not about um, following any external guru or any external system or belief. This is about connecting deep within ourselves and turning ourselves inside out so that our deepest, deepest connection to spirit within can emerge and become part of the world. So if I can take you back into that wardrobe, the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe, and you go inside yourself, and you go into the fertile land that you have created within you, in all the clearing work, the healing work, the connection to spirit, the walking the landscape, being the person who's in service to the people around you, all that is contained within you. All this beautiful, loving, vibrational frequency of energy that you have been working on for centuries, for lifetimes. And now you are here in this moment and all of that energy and that love and that wisdom and that fun is waiting to break out of you. And so you don't need to connect with anything that's outside of you. All, all that is required is within you. So when you step through that wardrobe and out the back, you open up yourself from the inside out and you turn yourself inside out so that your world that you now see, experience, are, is your inner self now out in the world. And you create this beautiful garden, this rainbow-filled land of beauty and joy and peace and honesty and harmony because it's coming from inside you out into the world and everybody else who is doing the same thing will join you in your beautiful garden and this is how we will co-create this new uh, garden of peace within which we will all exist and the vibrational frequencies will just get more and more solid as each of us go through go through this process and I, I was going to talk a little bit about our experiences in, in Europe and I'm running out of time to do that so I'm just going to focus on two really important aspects of that journey in France and England first of all was the realization that we had some heavy duty healing clearing work to do based upon this dysfunctional relationship between the male and female energy so we needed to clear that and we still need to clear whenever we're involved in any relationship that isn't functioning from the heart in integrity we need to clear that energy and heal that space secondly 
that the return of the sacred feminine into balance is an absolute necessity for this uh, future. That we, we must embrace the sacred feminine. The male energy cannot have any fear of that powerful sacred feminine energy. We have to come together in as one in complete unison and respect and reverence for each other. And then when we do that, the land itself, and this is where the energy currents, the ley lines, the stone circles, all of that incredible energy, when we are back in right relationship with each other and we then step into right relationship with the landscape, then the landscape itself will step up into this beautiful, vibrant place. And so if you can piece all of this together in your own hearts and see this unfolding taking place through our relationships with everything that comes up in our life and do so gently and kindly with ourselves and just pay attention to what comes up, what it is we need to do, what it is we need to clear, what it is we need to go out. And what I've found probably the most enjoyable thing so far is all the laughing and chuckling that I've been doing. It's like there's, there's this release of energy coming through that when you let all this stuff go, you just want to laugh and, and, and just embrace and have fun. And that's what this new world is, is going to be about for us. As you can tell, I'm pretty vibrant and excited and happy about the way this is unfolding. It's still subtle, so it, it doesn't always appear to be this way. But I am really confident that you will see in a very short time tremendous leaps forward in our consciousness, awareness, and our happiness in life. I'm really going to insist that you listen to next week's show. And I, Sophia has a tremendous understanding and awareness that we all need to have to help us come back into this sacred relationship with ourselves and with others. So I hope you will tune in and listen to Anaya next uh, Wednesday or subsequently to that. Uh, I strongly recommend that you do take the time to listen to Neil Kramer, Matt Kahn, Meg Blackburn and George Cavasilis over the last few weeks and of course the show today. I hope you've enjoyed it. Looking forward to this 2013. I think the energies won't be quite as intense but I think they're going to be spectacularly wonderful for us to enjoy this new beginnings of the golden era of peace. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Have a wonderful week. It's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. you found this week's show to be enlightening and inspiring please join host peter tongue for another edition of awakening to conscious creation next wednesday at 3 p.m eastern time noon pacific time on seventh wave network